solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for the Texans Wire over at USA Today, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman. And don't forget, he's still working with ESPN as well. <laughs> And the Houston Rockets, man. Cody does a little bit, a lot of bit of everything, actually. Uh, but happy to be back with you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts your car would ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you their way. Hey, so Deshaun Watson is starting to lose sponsors, of course. We knew that was the inevitable nike beast by dre we're going to talk about that also pj hall will no longer be in houston the texans went after jaleel johnson instead and also on the i am athlete podcast the one that brandon marshall was completely wrong and mad about like he was kind of crazy <laughs> about those nba contracts but andre johnson who was in on that podcast said that in 2012 he was done with houston Wanted out, the McNair said no. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit. But Cody, just to kick things off, what's going on with the sponsorships dropping Deshaun Watson? All of the falling dominoes that start to happen with players when they find themselves in this situation that Deshaun is in is starting to drop. And is it fair to say that at some point, I mean, we, we've all agreed that he won't play football this year. I think at some point the NFL just needs to go ahead and do the right thing and put him on the exempt list. But, you know, is it fair to say that at some point Watson may look to settle out of court to get some of these, you know, get, get some of these monkeys off his back and clear his name? He's not going to clear his name, actually. In his future with the NFL, just kind of let's go step by step of what's going on with Deshaun Watson in the past 24 hours. Well, John, to answer your question, I think it might be a little bit too late for Deshaun Watson to look to settle out of court to get some of these monkeys off his back. Look, once again, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is guilty, nor am I saying that Deshaun Watson is innocent. But when you take a look at the facts that has been presented on both sides, this situation is not going in Deshaun Watson's favor. And when you take a look at everything that has transpired over the last 24 hours, John, as you, as you alluded to, Watson is starting to lose a lot of his sponsors. He was actually suspended by Nike, and they say they are going to monitor the situation. But at the end of the day, I do not see a situation where Nike is going to bring Deshaun Watson back, at least as of now. HEB, they are not going to renew their deal with Deshaun Watson, and he has been completely dropped by Beats and Reliant as well. So... Uh, 
this is already starting to take a negative effect on Deshaun Watson. Of course, every day on this show, we always talk about what does this mean for Deshaun Watson on the football field. And John, to be honest with you, I don't see Deshaun Watson playing football in 2021. And I'm starting to have a sense that I don't see Deshaun Watson playing football in 2022. Um, even if the Texans release him, trade him or whatever, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in a position like we see countless of guys go through that first one of two years where they actually take a backup role and I know that's crazy to say when you think about the talent of Deshaun Watson but at some point we got to stop thinking about the talent and what he did on the football field and start thinking about how he got himself in this situation by his actions off the football field so you know before moving on I do I don't want to continue harping on this Deshaun Watson situation but before moving on on yesterday a masseuse by the name of Jasmine Brooks posted a message on Instagram by stating that the text messages that Tony Busby read at his press conference on Tuesday was in fact handled in a way where it seemed like she was actually speaking out against Deshaun in those private text messages that Tony Busby read on yesterday. I don't know if this will actually help Deshaun Watson's case. In some way it will, uh, simply because not only was she named to be one of the 18 that had worked with Deshaun and, and never had an experience, but her actual text message, DM, whatever it was, was used by Tony Busby, who is, you know, anchoring the lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. And so if she is, if, if she's going to be used as, an asset for Watson, it can simply be that, number one, you're using something out of context that belonged to me. And also, number two, I can actually vouch for the simple fact that Deshaun Watson, along with 17 other women, has been nothing but professional. I don't know. I, I don't think that it would actually, I don't think it'll do more help than the damage has already been done. Uh, but right now, I got to say that Tony Busby, in my eyes, has Rusty Harden against the ropes. And I am very curious to see how uh, Rusty bounces back to prove his client innocent. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices 
based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And continuing here on this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, Nick Casario actually took time on Wednesday to continue improving the Texans roster, mainly on the defensive side of the ball. The Texans withdrew their qualifying offer to defensive tackle P.J. Hall, who played with the Texans for 10 games this past season before a torn pectoral muscle ended his season prematurely. And John and listeners, I must admit that I was a little bit pretty surprised by this news given that Hall was one of the few bright spots that was featured on Houston's front seven last season and for his replacement the Texans signed defensive tackle Jaleel Johnson who spent the first four years of his career with the Minnesota Vikings and to be honest with you John and listeners I do not know how to feel about this signing because on one hand Casario did continue his model of signing low-tier free agents but I truly believe that the Texans did in fact have the more proven player in Hall versus what they have now in Johnson. And that might be hard to say because when you consider that Johnson has in fact played more career games in the NFL than Hall, especially when you take a look at his stats and you see that Johnson has in fact recorded more career sacks at five and a half in comparison to Hall's two and a half sacks for his career. However, sometimes numbers can be deceiving and in this situation I'm pretty sure we're looking at that prime example yes Johnson might have more career sacks but unfortunately the majority of his career sacks came in 2019 when he averaged three and a half sacks for that season in 2020 Johnson did not come close to matching that production and prior to the 2019 season 2017 and 2018 Johnson did not look like a guy who was capable of averaging more than a sack in one season And I do want to say this as well, after watching some film on Jaleel Johnson, in my opinion, Hall is the better player. And I think more so than anything, and as of right now, there is no word on why the Texans decided to withdraw P.J. Hall's offer, but I'm pretty sure it was more so of the fact that P.J. Hall is a player who has battled with a plethora of injuries throughout his career. He began his career with the then Oakland Raiders in 2018, and every single year this man has battled injury after injury after injury, and I'm pretty sure Nick Casario most likely probably got cold feet knowing that there is a possibility that P.J. Hall would not be available at some point in this upcoming season. Qualifying offer was for $2.1 million, something along those lines. I think that qualifying offer was put in motion so Houston can have a backup plan just in case uh, things don't go their way. Or, you know, bringing somebody back who was with the organization previously, making sure you have depth chart. But what is injury history? Does Jaleel Johnson make more sense? I think so. Um, Malik Collins is going to solidify that spot up front. And I'll tell you this, Jaleel Johnson and P.J. Hall, neither one of those men 
are really going to be a part more or in PJ Hall's case, we're really going to be a part of the Texas nucleus of guys for the future. And so he was going to be a rotational depth chart guy. And I think with Jaleel Johnson, you just got a little bit better because he will be on the field more times than not compared to PJ Hall. So uh, I don't think it's a mistake. I think he just got better because he wanted to make sure he can trust somebody to be on the field. I understand where you're coming from, John, and I, I sort of agree with you to a certain extent. However, I kind of feel like if you did not want to go with P.J. Hall, you could have at least drafted one of the up-and-coming defensive tackles that's coming out of this year's draft, and that would have given them a really good opportunity to get some playing time this upcoming season. You replaced P.J. Hall for Jaleel Johnson. I'm pretty sure you're still going to make a move and draft a defensive end or defensive tackle, whatever the case might be. Where is that rookie going to fall on the depth charts? I'm pretty sure nine times out of 10, he's going to be playing behind Johnson. And correct me if I'm wrong, John, or you can let me know if you agree or disagree with the state with the, what I'm about to say. In order for a rookie to, to really prosper and become the player that they were in college, or in some cases even better, they have to get experience playing on the field on the nfl level and that is a problem that this organization has had and this move lets me know at some point throughout the 2021 season you and i are going to be sitting here saying that you need to take johnson off the field and play some of your younger guys to get them more experience in order to get to the player that they were in college yeah but we could have been saying the same thing about pj hall they are interchangeable one will just be more reliable like we talk about Rock Auto, right? And the reliably low prices. People aren't going to go to Rock Auto because they are a dollar cheaper. No, it's going to be super cheaper. And you're going to be able to trust it because you're rel it's reliable. So that's what I look at when I see this situation. Um, just two guys who are interchangeable. One is just more reliable and overall may have a bigger upside than the other. And that's just looking at Johnson and PJ Hall. Let me tell you guys about Bet Online, the best way to make some easy money, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online covers award TV shows and reality TV, NBA, NHL and the MLB with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on the first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use promo code locked on. The NFL draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our locked on NFL draft duo. The Draft Dudes Podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Before closing the show today, I do want to visit the comments made by Texans great Andre Johnson. I'm sure you guys know by now 
but Johnson appeared as a guest on the I Am Athlete podcast where he shared his thoughts on why he left the Texans organization last season when he held the position as Houston advisory role to the head coach and general manager. And during that same interview, Johnson shared a story about the time he asked the organization for a trade. And what's funny about this story, Johnson's trade request came following the Texans 2012 season after they went 12 and four. And Johnson said in that interview that despite the team's success, he wanted to leave because he felt that the team was too top heavy. And that was proven during their playoff loss against the New England Patriots that same year. Now, I'm pretty sure that might sound crazy to you guys knowing that why in the world Andre Johnson would try to demand his way out of Houston following the Texans greatest season in franchise history. Let's backtrack a little bit and let's take a trip to the 2012 season. Let's keep in mind that at that time, Johnson had already played nine seasons for the Houston Texans, and seven out of those nine seasons ended in a losing year. And not only that, Johnson also said that there were several times throughout his tenure in Houston where he tried to express his, his opinion, tried to express his frustration about the team and how the organization can actually get better. And I wanted to bring that up because two reasons. One, that is what actually led him to his now infamous tweet where he tweeted in Deshaun Watson's favor back in January by telling Deshaun Watson to stand his ground because... Johnson saw himself in Deshaun Watson. Of course, we're talking about pre-allegation Deshaun Watson, because as we all know, ownership promised Deshaun that he was going to have somewhat of a say-so in the general manager and the head coaching hire, and they did the complete opposite. And two, John, I want to ask you this question, and I really want your honest opinion on this, but I just don't understand why ownership, especially in the NFL, feel the need to just dismiss their franchise player when they are trying to express their frustration or express a concern about the team. You do not have to suck up and abide by everything that your franchise player wants because you do have to draw a line in the sand somewhere. But at the same time, these owners have to understand that when players, especially a player of Andre Johnson's caliber, when they speak their concern about everything that's going on with the team, they are not doing it trying to take the reins as a co-owner. They are not doing it trying to take their job as the primary owner. They are doing it in order to improve the team and also improve their chances to possibly just one day win a Super Bowl or at least in Andre Johnson's case, compete for an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. In addition of telling Andre Johnson that they would not be trading him, Johnson said that the Texans also decided to not listen to his opinion on how to improve the team. After a 12-4 and season, the Texans fell into football purgatory with a 2-14 and record. Mainly because, to ask your question why owners don't listen to players, because the bottom line it's not affected. The money isn't affected. During all those struggle years, Houston packed out the NRG Stadium, once known as Reliant. Fans ultimately always came out. Right? So they're still making money. This is all a money game. So if it, it makes sense to listen to 
Andre Johnson, right? I mean, we've heard about his about his disagreements with the team before, but it makes sense to say, hey, you know what? Let's let's kind of look at what's going on. Yeah, we are great at one position, two position, three position, but we are lacking in multiple positions, in multiple phases of the game. So how can we get better? But they didn't want to listen to him because it didn't it, it, it didn't matter. We're still making money. You are still getting paid, and guess who's paying that? We are by the money that we're going to make, regardless of if we go twelve and four or two and fourteen. Plain and simple. And yesterday you asked a question of how can Houston, you know, start fresh to start over. And my my response was they have to create their own identity. A part of that is winning. A part of that is doing the right thing at the right time, not waiting years late. That's a that's a virus that just sucks Houston sports, period. But, you know, you got to really feel for a guy like Dre. And by the time he was actually able to go explore other teams, it was too late. And I think Andre Johnson, before I leave today, I think Andre Johnson is still the biggest – what if he had a quarterback for longer than two and a half years? The man is currently 11th all time in receiving yards. And he only had a good Matt Shaw for two and a half years. Like he had to go through David Carr, Sage Rosenfelds. Like, I mean, the options he had at quarterback during those early 2000 years and then the backfield had a run dane who you know was done by the time he left college uh amar green how more dominant could he have been if he would have had a, a quarterback throughout at least half of his career that was going to be able to get him the ball and win games for the houston texans i'm johnson sports guy hickman follow us on twitter at locked on texans and like us on facebook and as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.